0: by the Christadelphian grapevine that uh, there was going to be a potluck here today, and I saw all these pots going into the dining room, and I was thankful to see them. And, and because of the fact that I didn't have a pot with me with food in it, when Brother Tommy uh, asked me if I had anything, I said... Uh, I consented to presenting a few words for my food today, <laughs> and I, I'm i quite sure that I will come out the winner. <laughs> uh, I've been thinking about a, a talk about uh, getting old. Uh, there's something that all of you that know me real well, you know that a, I've said this many times, uh, and my wife will verify this, and Brother Darrell also. Uh, <laughs> I speak a lot about uh, being born an old man, and uh, I don't really mind being old. And if you're uh, if you're healthy, it's not bad at all. And <clears throat> one of the things about getting is. Getting old, when I I take the scriptures and try to work up a a talk, it seems like I just continually go off on these uh, tangents, and one of the chapters that uh, I looked at regarding getting old was Psalm 71, and I'm not going to do this, I got off on a tangent, I'm just going to tell you about it. In that chapter of Psalm seventy-one, David is a elderly man when he uh, when he writes this psalm. And there's some beautiful uh, verses in there. And uh, if you will, let's let's look at the first. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Maybe I can stir up some interest in Bible study. And I'm not saying that uh, you don't studied the Bible, but I found this very interesting, Psalms uh, 71, the first verse, in thee, O Lord, do I put my trust, let me never be put to confusion, and you could make a good case for this word confusion, but if you take Strong's Concordance and Strong Concordance it says this is shame, this word confusion. And if you go to Psalms 25, uh, King David, uh, he spends a lot of time in Psalms 25 asking forgiveness for the terrible sins that and the sad thing about this is, if you read 2 Samuel chapter 7, you realize that this mighty king, a man after God's own father, whom Yahweh made an everlasting covenant, after this, King David committed some horrible sins. And there's a real lesson there for us, brothers, that, uh, you know, we can, we can fall from grace quite easily. David certainly did. And also, uh, in your leisure, look at, Second uh, 2 Samuel chapter 7 and, uh, chapters 11 and 12, and you'll see why in his old age, uh, David spends so much time seeking the mercy of Yahweh. But that's not what I'm going to talk about today. Let's turn to 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. Verses 1 through 11. The elders which are among you, I exhort, who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Verse 2 is important. And he's speaking to the elders. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Neither is being lords over God's heritage, but being... And I want you to keep this word in your mind. Examples to the flock. And he's speaking to the elders here. Neither is being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. Keep that word in your mind. Examples. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Now, those of you who are younger, you're not getting off the hook either. Look at verse 5. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another, Be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud, and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. And in that Psalm 25, King David, this mighty king, he cast his care upon Yahweh. Yahweh whom he sinned so greatly against. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeing whom he may devour. Now, the first century ecclesia, their roaring line or the devil was Rome. Uh, we have a uh, we have the we we have a struggle now also with uh, with this uh, human nature that we possess, which can be a adversary or a devil. And sometimes uh, our government can uh, can be an adversary for us. So that verse eight does apply to us. Verse nine: Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Same afflictions; other brothers and sisters are going through the same time, same thing. Verse 10, But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered, and I was in Brother Mac Briley's class for a few times at the Bible school this year, and uh, he talked about how uh, suffering is something that seems to be required to develop that righteous character that Yahweh is seeking. So there's going to be such everyone is going to in all servants are going to endure suffering. But we can get through it. But the God of all grace, who have called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered. And if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, even though you do right, you're going to suffer. That's part of it. A while, make you perfect, establish strengthen, and settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Now, I've gone from giving a talk on getting old to... Uh, And there is a connection here, talking about elders, older brothers who have been, who are or have been overseers. Let's turn back to 1 Timothy chapter 5. These are the words of the Apostle Paul. first verse. It says rebuke not an elder but entreat him as a father. Uh, Rebuke not an elder. Does that mean if an elder uh, doesn't interpret the scripture properly and is uh, beginning to go down a path that leads to error or this elder is doing getting involved in things that could lead to a state of sin are we not supposed to say anything are we supposed to Remain silent and just let this continue because this says rebuke, not an elder. The answer is in that next word there. But entreat. If you get Strong's concordance and you look up this word, entreat, important word, entreat, to call near, to comfort, to invite to give exhortation. Now that's that's this is us talking to a elder brother to ask earnestly to seriously request. Now we'll get to some um uh just keep that in your mind. Because there is a solution to uh, what I was talking about. Let's look at the rest of this verse. Rebuke not an elder, but entreat him as a father. Entreat him as a father. And the younger men as brethren. And the younger men as brethren. Now we've got, in this verse, we've got the elder brother, and we have the younger men who are brothers, and we're supposed to entreat them as brethren. Now, verse 2, here's the sisters, the elder women as mothers, the younger as sisters, hmm, with all purity. And verse three. Honor widows that are widows indeed. Now let's go a little bit further with this. Let's turn back to First Timothy. Oh, no, let's stay in let's stay in this fifth chapter of Timothy. Let's turn over to verse 17. This has to do with, it says, Rebuke not an elder. But what if an elder elder is uh, not interpreting Scripture properly and he's going down a path that's going to lead to error? Or he's getting involved in things that could lead to sin a state of sin that he, they would place him in a state of sin against Yahweh. The answer to this is in the word "entreat," which I just gave definitions to ask earnestly to seriously request or to give exhortation to this elder brother. Now look at verse 17. Verse 17. Let the elders that rule well. Very important. Rule well. Be counted worthy of double honor. Especially they who labor in the word and the doctrine. Verse 18. For the scripture saith, Thou shalt not muzzle The ox that treadeth out the corn, and the laborer is worthy of his reward. Verse 19. Against an elder receive not an accusation, but before two or three witnesses. Them that sin, this is talking about the elders. Them that, it, them that sin rebuke before all. Look back at verse one. Rebuke not an elder, but entreat him as a father. Try to try to straighten this situation out. Verse 19. Against an elder receive not an accusation unless there's two or more witnesses them that sin rebuke before all you rebuke this older elder before all brothers and sisters that others also may fear i charge thee before god and the lord jesus christ and the elect angels that thou observe these things, another important principle, without preferring one before another, doing nothing by partiality. Important. That's important right there. You cannot be partial to some elder Or some young brother, because they're a relative, or a good friend. That's against Yahweh's will. You cannot do that. We cannot do that. We cannot do that. Now, let's turn to Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2. Verse 1. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. And look at this verse two, verse 2. That the aged men, the elders, be sober. Now does that word mean that we never smile We're never kind. We're just sober, serious. I don't think it means that. That word sober there means to be awake. It means to be vigilant. That's what the elders are supposed to do. We're supposed to be awake and vigilant, watching. A mind that is clear and focused, not clouded. By drink, emotion, or false ideas. Now think about that. A mind that's clear and it's focused, looking for the return of the Master, the Lord Jesus Christ, and watching out for this ecclesia. That's what the elders are supposed to be doing, watching out for the brothers and sisters in this ecclesia and giving. Advice, sober, awake, vigilant, with a mind that is clear and focused, not clouded by drink, emotion. You know, we can let our emotions get control of us and we can ignore the word of Yahweh or by false ideas. And unfortunately, false ideas are is affecting many in in the uncommitted community. We live in scary times. Okay, what about this word, grave? Graveyard serious? Nope, that's not what that word means. I'm sorry, but it does not mean that. It does not mean that a brother cannot smile and be kind and be happy and be good to his brothers and sisters. It does not mean that. Grave means that an elder brother is honorable and he is above board and he's fair. He's fair. And what about this word temperate? Does that mean that, uh, oh, he can, this elder brother is going to allow the presentation of uh, uh, any kind of idea in a meeting? I don't think that's what this word temperate means. Temperance means the ability to control oneself in difficult or stressful situations doing Yahweh's will. And I think Brother Jack brought that out about in the, when we were talking about prayer. I think you touched on that a little bit in Sunday school. Sound in faith, in charity, in patience. Boy, there's some responsibility in that verse, isn't it? A lot of responsibility. Uh, Lots of responsibility goes with getting old. I mean, it's not uh, a continual vacation, which a lot of... A lot of younger brothers and sisters that are working think. Not so. Oh, the aged women. Look at verse 3. The aged women. Likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness. Not false accusers. Not given to much wine. Teachers. Of good things. Teachers of good things. That's a beautiful phrase, isn't it? Teachers of good things. And here's the responsibility of the elder sister. And you remember remember I was talking about example. I said, don't forget the word example in the first chapter that we read. Example, example. That they may teach the young women to be sober. And that doesn't mean serious and unsmiling to love their husbands, to love their children. And you're supposed to love your husband from the time you marry him until either the Lord returns or death. You cannot stop loving your husband. It says, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed ah young men we have some young men here today young men likewise exhort to be sober minded be vigilant be watchful in all things showing thyself a pattern of good works what is that What was that word? Example? You're supposed to be an example. Showing thyself a pattern of good works in doctrine. Showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity. Sound speech that cannot be condemned that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed having no evil thing to say of you. Getting old, you know, as each, as each day goes by, you're getting older. Think back two years ago. Think back five years ago. Each one of you is growing older. I want you to look around this room. Who is older than you? Who in here is older than you? There's only one person here older than me. (laughs) Just one. (laughs) Think about the elder brethren. They have been overseers of the ecclesia and the Bible school here in Arkansas, they have been the head of their families. Consider the responsibilities that they have accepted and that they have uh, endured and, and struggled with. Now consider the elder sisters. Now think about the elders, don't just sit there. Think about the elder sisters that's here. They have the responsibility of teaching. Not only the children, which is our future Ecclesia, but the young sisters. They also must keep their homes. Keep their homes and love their husbands. You cannot stop loving your husbands because he's not that Prince Charming that you expected him to be. You've got to keep loving your husbands. And they are also responsible, and sometimes we don't realize how important these duties are, they're responsible for important tasks here at the collegiate that they must perform. Preparation of food, cleaning. Yahweh has allowed the touch of sisters here at the meeting the arrangement of flowers, the selection of hymns, and the accompaniment at the piano. These elder brothers and sisters are to be and have been, what's that word? Examples? Examples to the rest of the ecclesias. Have we thought about that lately, being an example? I mean, not just talking about the truth, but actually living it, actually doing these things that we talk about every Sunday, these things that we talk about at Bible class, these things that we read about, and these things that we pray about, have we thought about actually doing them? And I'm not saying that you don't. I see you brothers and sisters ever once in a while. You know what you're doing and what you're not doing. I know what I'm doing and I know what I'm not doing. Now, I want everyone to look around this room And consider those who are younger than us. There's one person that everybody in here is younger (laughs) than they are. And I'm not saying he or she. (laughs) Everyone in here is younger. I'm second under him. So everybody in here except one person, you're younger than me. Now you who is younger than you I don't think I don't think Autumn has anybody younger than she is does she she does but even if the youngest person in here I'm going to have something to say about them We who are older ought to be good examples for all who are younger than us. Okay, now think about that. We who are older ought to be good examples for all who are younger than us. Think about that. Your wife, your son, your daughter, your brother, your sister. Are we being the example that we should be? And our example... Our example, coupled with the study of the word which Yahweh has given us, and when we learn about what his son has done, that example may encourage someone else to become a brother or sister in Christ. In fact, each one of us, whether we're young or old, whether we're the oldest here or the youngest. We ought to be an example, an example like all true believers who follow after Jesus Christ. Now let's go back to Second uh, Titus, verse 11. 2nd Titus, verse 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly. And what does that mean? Awake, vigilant, a mind that is clear and focused, not by drink, Our emotion or false ideas, not clouded by drink or emotion or false ideas. We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity And purify unto himself a peculiar people, peculiar people, people that actually live what they believe, zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Verse 1 of chapter 3. Put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work, to be ready to every good work. Are we ready to do the work of Yahweh, to speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers' lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But after that, the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being justified by his grace We should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Hope of eternal life. This is a faithful saying, and these things I will that thou affirm constantly, affirm constantly that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men, but avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. Let's hold fast to the teachings of Yahweh and let's be an example in word and deed.